Hello, friends and brethren in the Lord. Welcome to our God's Word for today devotional. Let me read to you, to you today just two verses for this morning in Esther chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. On that day, King Ahasuerus gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was for her to her. And the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. We see here that the righteous in the persons of Esther and Mordecai were vindicated. They were proven righteous. Mordecai and Esther were vindicated. Let's recall that Haman had successfully convinced the king earlier that the Jews were troublesome people because they had different culture, belief, and they don't believe the pagan gods. They were proven that they were that Haman was wrong. The king was deceived. Thus the king gave to Esther and Mordecai Haman's house and signed it respectively. Now it's interesting because Haman, I mean, the king did not know that Mordecai was related to the queen, Esther. Mordecai did not manipulate, did not grab the opportunity. He waited for the right time, really. What the principle we can learn that we don't need to manipulate. We can just commit everything to the Lord because God is in control. He knew or he knows when is the right time for us. He knows that we are um, safe to, to trust him, that he is always in control. Everything is beautiful in his time. So Mordecai did not tell the, or ask Esther to tell the queen earlier that, that he was her father. But during this time, Esther told the king, and the king, out of gesture, honored Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman, their enemy. As Solomon declares in his writing in Proverbs 13, verse 22, a good man lives an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Indeed, Haman's properties and house and everything his wealth is laid up for the righteous Mordecai. We learn the principle here that when God is with us, we're always on the winning side. We're always the majority. If God is for us, who can be against us? As Paul said in Romans 8, verse 31. Amen. May have begun with fullness. He may have the control superficially at the beginning. But he ended his life miserably. Did he not? Mordecai and Easter, they were weeping. They were mourning. They were grieved. As the psalmist said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So Esther and Mordecai wept for the night, but experienced joy in the morning. Here, they had experienced the honor from the king. So in the Lord, let's learn the principle that Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. It doesn't matter how you began your life. But 
it does not necessarily mean that you will end the same. You can change or God can change the ending if he's a part of your life. Yes, Mordecai and Easter had a sad and difficult beginning, but God in his sovereignty, in his providence, let them experience the, the, the joy and the honor being faithful in the, as they trust in the Holy God. So let's learn the example of Easter and Mordecai just quietly submit and yield to the control of the Holy Spirit and of God. Let's not feel bad for the sufferings in the name of Christ today. As Peter has said, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin on the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Let's not stop doing good. Let's entrust our souls to a faithful creator. Remember that description, faithful creator. God will never be unfaithful. He's always faithful. He'll always remains the same. Like the psalmist in Psalm 49 verse 5, let me read. We must have this resolve in our hearts. Why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me around surrounds me? He continues in verses 10 to 15, and let me read. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever their dwelling places to all generations. Though they called lands by their own names, man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence. Yet after them, people approve of their posts, Sela. Like sheep, they are appointed for shawl. Death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Look at this promise. The upright shall rule over them in the morning. Their form shall be consumed in Shoal with no place, place to dwell. Shoal is the place of death. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Shoal, for he will receive me. Yes, the Lord will vindicate the righteous. Let's do what is right. It's always the right time to do the right thing, because God will also vindicate the righteous. The wicked may appear that they are on top right now, but there will come a day that God Will, will vindicate the righteous. The, the righteous will be proven always right because God is with us. We can always rely that he's always in control. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this lesson that we can learn in the life of Easter and Mordecai. That honor comes from you, Lord. That we don't need to manipulate. That we don't need to go ahead but trust that you're always in control. Lord, Thank you that whatever situation we are in right now in our work, in our relationship, in our family, whatever has troubled us right now, help us to live and do what is right in accordance to your will and your word.
because you know that you will always vindicate your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.